Welcome to the Horse Conversation Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to have conversations about our relationship with horses and how we can form a kind understanding to be the change in the equestrian world. My name is Carolina and I am your host and the creator behind Horse Conversations. I have broad hands-on experiences from all around Europe and I'm also studied in psychology and equine behavior. But this project really comes from the heart and I hope that you enjoy these conversations at least as much as I do. Welcome back to the third episode from the Horse Conversation podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about desensitization. And with that, there comes a lot of explanation. And I will be using uh, some more scientific words to really explain to you what this means and what is happening when we try and use this in horse training. So in horse training, mm, we use desensitization, or you might know it as despooking, as a training method to get the horse used to certain triggers, uh, mostly in the environment, to make them more safe. So we want to um, have a horse that does not react or reacts not that much to uh, possible scary triggers like plastic bags, uh, flags, sounds or whatever. This kind of training you see quite often in the Western world where um, horses are in a despooking setting and plastic bags are uh, tied to them or plastic tarps are on the ground or whatever. And in the recent years we have seen um, the topic coming up in the English world as well. So we have some despooking clinics or workshops um, every now and then where people want to um, expose their horses to the triggers we can encounter in the in the outside world and then we train uh, how we react and how the horses react to these triggers. Unfortunately there are some misconceptions and missing knowledge in this kind of training and this results sometimes in the opposite behavior we wanted to see. So um, the horse is getting more sensitive to the triggers and more afraid or um, we have a horse that goes into complete shutdown and uh, won't react at all. What happens with these kinds of trainings is what we uh, call habituation or sensitization. And this happens like almost all of the time. So it's not something we can actively uh, choose. We can actively choose to work with that and use this to our advantage. But this will also take place without our knowledge without our intent and it will also work um, without our interference or with an uh, unconscious interference and this can also be a disadvantage in some cases. So whatever the reaction of your horse towards a saddle, a rider, a fly spray, a blanket, um, you either have habituated it or you sensitized it. So you have a horse that either accepts it or a horse that reacts really heavily on it like spooking from the fly spray. To successfully habituate a horse to a certain trigger or cue is to um, expose the horse to the trigger in a very um, soft way. So if this is a big trigger or a big cue, you have to break it down into smaller steps and expose the horse to it continuously but carefully. 
Um, this can happen uh, in your advantage if you want to expose your horse to the fly spray, for example, and you start with just showing up with the bottle and um, yeah, avoid that the horse reacts on it already or that he will be spooked of something else in the environment. So he never connects the, the bottle with something negative. And then you increase the trigger every now and then. You put some water in it and you spray it somewhere far away from him so he gets used to the spraying sound, to the bottle, to the view of the water coming out before it ever touches the horse. So he has no reason to react on it. His nervous system has no reason to give it a meaning or um, to connect an emotion to it. And if you do that right and you do it continuously and softly, um, eventually you can use the fly spray on him and he will not react to it. Then you have successfully habituated your horse to the fly spray. This can also be your disadvantage. And uh, one example is when you have a school horse or an older horse and he won't react to your leg aid anymore is because he got habituated to the cue. So the le leg aid um, has been used so many times without any consequences happening afterwards that the horse just learned that this cue means nothing. So the reaction of the nervous system to this cue is just neutral. So the key behind it is the consequence, what happens after the cue, after the trigger, what does the nervous system think of it, what meaning does he give to the cue or the trigger. Both examples can be used for the opposite effect, which is called sensitization. So when we take the fly spray and let's say you want to get your horse used to the fly spray, and you go in with the bottle and you directly spray him with the fly spray. So you have the bottle, the view of the water, the sound of the water coming out of the bottle, which is probably somewhat unusual for a horse. And you have maybe a strong smell of the fly spray itself. Then there will be some wind. You're a little bit nervous, so your heart rate is up. And then there's something happening in the distance and the horse spooks. This was his first encounter and reaction to the fly spray bottle and you have successfully sensitized this fly spray bottle now and your horse will uh, continue to react fearful towards the fly spray in the future. The other example of the leg aid is when you take a horse that has not been ridden much or a young horse and you start uh, introducing him to saddle and rider and you go and you sit on him and you put on spurs and the first things you do with your leg is if you really uh, use these spurs and you want to get him forward maybe he's a little bit uh, a slow horse or a heavy horse so you really put in some pressure and uh, the first reaction of the horse the first encounter of this leg aid is pain and uh, it comes with fear maybe it's the horse that's not that self-assured so um, he reacts with fear and he feels the pain and then he will um, memorize this pain and this fear with the leg aid and in the future he will even jump forward without you touching uh, the belly already with your spur. So you have successfully sensitized your horse to the spurs or to the leg aid. This process of training is not always a conscious one or something we did with intent. So this happens all of the time when we interact with horses. Um, we unconsciously habituate or sensitize horses to certain things. And what happens in the spooking training sometimes is when you go beyond the threshold, so when you really uh, use a trigger like the fly spray or a plastic tarp and you put it in without any um, preparation time for the horse to get used to it, so you really skip the habituation part and you go to sensitization, so the horse gets afraid and he reacts heavily on it. 
and then you go even further so you don't stop the training you continue to expose the horse to the to the triggers uh, then the horse will eventually go into shutdown and that is something uh, most people see as oh it's successful he habituated it um, he desensitized it but um, what actually happens is that the nervous system uh, cannot take it any longer so there is always um, this line for us for us mammals where our nervous system cannot cope with triggers because the triggers are get too big it gets too exciting too fearful and then he goes into shutdown so the nervous system completely breaks it down and the nervous system goes into a freeze mode this freeze mode is a completely exhaustion it completely gives up on fighting or fleeing this trigger this scenario and although you won't see anything on the outside for the horse and you might think, oh, it's calm and this is what I wanted, I have been successful inside the horse, he will feel terrible. It is a huge strain on his mental state and eventually on his physical state too. So all we know in 2023 is that uh, brain and body are really connected. And if we um, bring the nervous system to this point, and it's really stressed. We all know stress has a negative impact on the body. And if you want your horse to be healthy and happy in the long run, um, I think it's really important that we learn about habituation and sensitization and how we can actively use this in a, in a healthy way in a training setting. There are some more um, nuances to this training and some more techniques we can use and one is desensitization where we desensitize something that has been sensitized um, before and we can also call this counter conditioning where we actively try to change the reaction of the nervous system to a certain trigger and this is similar to habituation so an experienced trainer that knows about the psychology will use counter conditioning to get a horse used to something he uh, earlier had a negative association with this can be everything from um, saddle pain and back pain for saddling to getting used to the fly spray or being blanketed or being ridden for my patrons i will add some videos of soleado with this episode um, because he has some examples of sensitization and also how I trained him and how I desensitized and habituated certain things in his training. If you want to support me and my work, you can subscribe to the page of pa in Patreon. It's a small amount, it's easy and it's safe. So um, if you want to learn more, go do it. I'll see you there. I would be really happy. And if you have any questions or examples you want to share about uh, despooking or a sensitization of your horse, feel free to share. You can comment here, you can comment on YouTube, you can write me on Instagram. I'll be happy to get in touch. And if you like this podcast, you may want to leave a review for me and give me some stars. And I hope this episode was quite informational for you. And I see you in the next one. Bye.